Hey friends, Heather here. Welcome to a special throwback episode of the Lucky Few podcast. We're still shifting the narrative and shouting the worth, and we're super excited to get to bring to you again, or maybe for the first time, some of our very favorite episodes from the year. So I'm so excited to get to re-release this episode. Thank you for joining us, friends, and welcome to the Lucky Few podcast. All right, friends, this is Heather here. I'm by myself well, without my co-host, which is always a sad thing, but I have an epic guest to just hang on tight and you're going to get to hear from him. There's your hint, one hint in just a bit, but we're going to get straight into it. We're halfway through the month of October, which we all in this space know is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. And we have been having so much fun celebrating Down Syndrome Awareness Month with some of our very favorite self-advocates. And today we have a returning guest. It is a young man who is doing amazing things in his community and for the Down syndrome community at large. And his name is Matthew Schwab, and he's going to be here in just a little bit. He's given a TED Talk. He now has his own podcast, and I cannot wait. So friends, it is time to shout some worth and shift some narratives for people with Down syndrome. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Hey friends, Micah here. When Ace was around one, I started to worry about the future. I worried about how to even know where to begin in saving for him. When you have a child with a disability, how do you even start to think about saving money for that child's entire life? It can feel overwhelming and terrifying. That's why Enable Special Needs Planning exists. They provide families with simple solutions and a unique approach to special needs planning. Find out more at enablesnp.com. All right, guys, before we get into this episode and I invite Matthew on to the show, um, I wanted to mention, I don't know if you're following over on Instagram at the Lucky Few Foundation, or if you follow the National Down Syndrome Society, but we've teamed up this month for Down Syndrome Awareness Month, asking self-advocates, people with Down Syndrome, the question, what does belonging mean to you? And we have some of the most incredible videos happening over there right now. You can head to National Down Syndrome Society Instagram page or the Lucky Few Foundation Make sure you're following along because we've got these videos coming out from people with Down syndrome um, answering that question, what does belonging mean to you? We have videos coming out through the month. And if you're listening to this episode right today, the day it comes out, which is Tuesday, the 18th of October, then our guest, Matthew Schwab, his video is going to be on the foundation page and you can head over there to find out what his answer is to the question, what does belonging mean to you? And these videos have been so fun to gather, such an honor to get to hear um, this question about belonging answered from people with Down syndrome. So I hope you're enjoying the videos. And again, check it out at the Lucky Few Foundation, Instagram page, and the National Down Syndrome Society. Okay. Here we go. I am on Zoom right now in real time with the one and only Matthew Schwab. So Matthew is an extraordinary young man. 
extraordinary self-advocate. He, if you might remember, you might think that name is so familiar. Um, well, he, we had him on episode 66 of the podcast. You can go back and listen to that episode, but he also is a man with down syndrome who gave a TEDx talk that was all about inclusion in the workplace. Um, he happens to have his own speak public speaking business and he's living a full life between jobs and volunteering and friendship. And he just started his very own podcast called Matthew Schwab speaks the podcast thriving with down syndrome. I listened to every single episode this morning and I can't wait to talk more about that with him. So Matthew, my friend, thank you so much for being on the lucky View podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yay! You guys, I wish you could all just see how handsome Matthew is and so smiley and sweet. Um, okay, Matthew, <clears throat> will you tell our listeners and remind us where you're at right now? Like, where do you live? What are you doing these days? Things like that. So for my current living life that I'm current at my own apartment because my middle brother and I moved out in, from our parents' house in, into an apartment and we're almost a, a year in with that and we, we love it. Yes. Okay. So two years ago, we had you on the podcast in 2020 and I remember, I feel like your mom was a part of that conversation a little bit and you really wanted to live out move out on your own right yes okay if you're comfortable with it can we talk more about how that came to be so you've lived you moved out a year ago almost um almost yeah and you live with your brother yes in an apartment did you guys share a room or you each have your own room um we share in an apartment we have our own rooms okay um how was that for you moving out and living outside of your family home for the first time? Um, it, it felt awesome. Like, even if when I was living with my parents, th there were times where I, I felt almost independent, but, but not to, to the fullest extent. And, and, and even though I'm, I'm living in the apartment, it's not complete independency because I'm still living with family. Mm -hmm. But... I'm in that I'm in that transition phase because my plan is to marry Lucia Romano and this this is currently my girlfriend and I want to live with with, with her and she she wants that too so okay. this is like the the middle point for that. Okay, so when you were Lucia, your girlfriend, right? Yes. Was she your girlfriend two years ago also? Yes, I had hers. I had her as my girlfriend since October 18th, 2015. Oh my gosh, the day this podcast comes out, you will have your eight-year anniversary. Right? Seven uh, year. Seven year anniversary. Seven year next year will be eight. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Okay, because I remember talking about this with you and your mom two years ago when you were on the podcast. And... I am curious when, when you're making this plan, like steps towards the ultimate independence that you want, which is marrying the love of your life and living the two of you independently. What is the conversation? You're, are you having a conversation with 
your girlfriend, your mom, or your parents and her parents? Is there like a lot of people involved in this conversation? It's not a lot. It's, it's very intimate. It's, it's, it's just her mom, my mom, her, her and my girl, girl and, and me. And, and sometimes my, my, our fathers. Okay. And, and we don't have like long lengthy talks. We just have sporadic okay. conversations about it. But I do recognize there are some difficulties with with that because since she lives so far away in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and, and I live in like Wake County, that's like a whole different county, and and that's and, and that's one of the purposes why we moved into this apartment. Me to move into this apartment because so I can be closer to her. Even though right now I'm twenty to fifteen minutes away from her, but it's still like like a little bit of a, tr a track going like, mm -hmm. like all, all, all the time, all all that like there's other more legal stuff because us having Down syndrome like compromising our insurance mm -hmm. and that that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know that all of our listeners know this because I don't think we've done an episode about it yet, but for people with Down syndrome to get married, it's actually really challenging because it, it compromises, like you said, a lot of the financial benefits that people with Down syndrome get as unmarried. It's very, very unfair that it's like that. So yes. in order for you and your girlfriend to get married, you're up against a lot of challenges put on you by society that other people don't experience. Would you say mm -hmm. that's true? Yes, and and also with social security for for us we 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 can't, we can't have the same amount of income as our neurotypical people because they have a whole lot more and and, and the most that we can earn is two thousand dollars per bank account. Yeah, yeah, and I know that people. I know there's a lot of people working hard towards changing some of those laws, but. I'm sorry it's that way. That's very unfair, very unjust. It sure is. Okay, I know we're getting a little off topic here, but I think this is, I have a lot of questions for you about, about this living independent and have, what do you feel like, have there been some challenges maybe in the beginning that don't feel like it now that you're a year in, but like remembering back to those first couple of days, those first couple of weeks, and maybe even now, are there some challenges that you've found living independently. I know you have your support of your brother, but not being yeah. at home. Yeah. The, the, the biggest, no, the most prominent one ha happened in, in the first few months and which led to medical problems because of, of stress, because, because I'm not, I'm, I'm used to doing chores independently when asked by my parents but but I'm, I'm not used to doing the chores completely independently i'm not used to like doing like what my parents do like like i'm not used to paying the water bill mm -hmm. the, the the rent all that yeah so, so that, that was hard but for me, for me now i have a i don't have much stress now but the only, like you say, 
the only minor thing is is that sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm almost 25, so I'm 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 starting to feel that responsibility. I mean, not only you have to take care of an apartment or work, it's like I have to take care of an like like basically an adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, do you did you find that did you have to put certain supports and a plan in place? to make it less stressful or did it become less stressful just because you got used to it? Gotten used to it and okay. partially that. And, and, and but I think the, the two main things that helped is the reduction of my work hours because I, I used to work at Ruckus the Pospin Theorist for like 30 hours a week, like Monday through Friday, two until 8 p.m. Now we reduced it to, to 20 20 hours a week, so that, and plus knowing I had all those medical issues. In, in, the, in the early months in living in the apartment, I, I said, I always keep saying, I don't want those to be repeated again. Those yeah. two are the main reasons. Okay, that makes sense. I think that most 25-year-olds, Down syndrome or not, right? Living alone for the first time, it's overwhelming all of like all the things that you realize, oh my gosh, my parents were doing so much that I now, all those little tiny things that we have to do once we're totally independent and how that just kind of adds up and becomes, feels really huge, you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I have another question about your new living situation with your brother. Are there, are there things that your brother, that you rely on your brother for to support your as you're growing in your independence in your living situation so he, he and i are equal benefactors of, of the apartment so so every bill that we pay um, um we, we pay half of mm-hmm. so which is, which is great sometimes we go to, to the store and that's the only one of the only very few challenges for me is that is that I can only rely my, my, my mom comes every day because she's not only she's my mom, but she's also my tap worker through the, the North Carolina innovations waivers. I, I have that support, and which is amazing. It's, it's just, even with the amount of support I had, it's just different from, from me that, that I'm used to being an adult, but with some responsibility, but, but I'm not used to being an adult with all of the responsibilities. Right. Definitely. Are you, are you driving or people are, you are, have people supporting you as driving you places? Um, prime, primarily as my mom, because I, I'm with her every day. Yeah. And then it's usually my, my middle brother and my, and my dad usually Sometimes my dad usually picks me up from, from work at, at night when he's not traveling for, for for work, which is awesome. And I I, I do lift, and that's I get the gift cards to the the innovations waiver, mm-hmm. so I only do it for like one route when needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. because it's too expensive for both routes. Yeah. Everything you're sharing is so insightful and helpful for me. Like I'm looking at you and I'm just seeing my son, August, who's only eight right now. 
And I, you know, Macy, I have a daughter, Mason, who has Down syndrome too, who's 14. And so we're not anywhere. We're not to this phase yet. And I think it'd be so fun or not fun, maybe fun. It would be so helpful if you and your mom and your brother and your girlfriend like documented all these things, you know, and made like a handbook or like a, maybe you'll talk about it on your podcast. You know, I just think all, even in these few minutes, we've been talking, this information you've given is so insightful and helpful. And you're very articulate in the details of it that it's, yeah, it's really helpful. So thank you for sharing all that. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And I think you're, I mean, I'm just blown away by you. You're doing such an amazing job at life. I want to talk more about this amazing life that you are living, all the good things you're doing. Tell, tell us more. So you, we know you have a job. What else are you doing? Like a day in the life of Matthew Schwab? What do you, what else is going on in your life? Um, I, I do my morning routines in, 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 in the, in, in the morning. And, and what I, I like to do is just, so it depends on like the, the weekends and, and weekdays because weekends there's basically hardly anything that I have to do. Mm-hmm. But on weekdays there's usually stuff that I have to do either in the apartment or out of the apartment and that's with with mom and and it's just fun to to do all all that like it's 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 fun to see how i used to behave in in the past but i was like half my age ago (laughs) to (laughs) today which is nice and i i love spending time with my mom but to be honest, I, I love doing things myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Too. What are some of your hobbies? Things you do for fun? I, I love to listen to music. I, I, I love to watch YouTube I, and, and, and Netflix and Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. And I, I'm a history buff, like all okay. things history and prehistory. And not only that, I'm starting to become an an RPG person because my my brother's fr- friends, which are my friends, also we play different RPG games like Inside Mastermind and Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm I'm really heavy into that. Nice. So RPG is role playing games. What does yes. RPG stand for? Okay. Um, and. Okay, on Netflix and Amazon Prime and things, what are some? Are you watching movies? Are you watching series? Are you watching television shows? Oh, I mean, I'm a mess. Okay, what are some shows you're watching these days? What do you recommend? Um, so I'm 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 getting back into my Disney Channel and Nickelodeon Bruce. So okay. right now I'm I'm active in, in the Disney Channel. I'm up. I'm about to finish up season five of Bunk, which is awesome. Fun, and, we haven't done that one yet, but we'll have to try Bunk. What else? All right. Um, I, I have watched iCarly, Victorious, Zoe 101, like all the 
there's a lot of stuff that like that came out like when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and that was fun watching it. It Jesse, of course, and it's and I also watch non Nickelodeon and Disney Channel shows like No Good Nick. I also have another podcast, which is slightly less professional, but the franchise of Chaos Arcadia. That you ho- you host it? That you yes. record? Oh my gosh. What t- wait, what is that podcast? We're gonna link to it. It's a little less professional, but which what's it called? Um, it's, it was called Tales of Arcadia, unlocking the universe of secrets. Oh, okay. I have to check that one out. When you say you're a history buff, do you love like movies and stuff about history? Like, did you do you like things like Hamilton or did you see the new Elvis movie? Do you watch those kinds of things or not really? I, I watched the, the Elvis movie with my, my family in, in, in the theaters, but the history that I'm more into is the age of discovery, the those 500 years of like Christopher Columbus. But but for me, I have more emphasis in our um, um, American dis- discovery age. Okay. And that's like from like a, a thousand AD from like Leif, Leif Erikson all the way up to the, the famous colonial power colonies to today. Wow. Okay. That's so um, interesting and exciting. Um, real quick, this is not on topic, but what did you think of the Elvis movie? I just watched it. That's good. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. I feel like I didn't hear a lot about it. And now I'm telling everybody to go watch this movie. I thought it was so good. It was so well done and entertaining. So I'm glad I mean, we both. I, I like movies like, like that because I, I feel like I'm, I, I mean, in that case where I, I wasn't born in, like, uh-huh. especially the 90s because I was born in like, really late 97, like in October of 97. So I, I wasn't able to actually live my life in, in the 90s. Totally. I love that. Okay, we're going to jump to another topic, and this is your new podcast. So you just started a podcast, and it is, you host it, and it stars you, and it's called Matthew's Rob Speaks, a podcast on Thriving with Down Syndrome. That's right. And I listened, like I said, I listened to every episode, and the episodes are short. So like the longest one is around five minutes. Most of your episodes are about two, two to three minutes, right? Kind of right around that time. Yes. All right. So tell us a little bit more about, let's start with why did you start this podcast? I started this podcast because initially as a, an added platform for my business and, but it just grew and, 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 and grew to something more than just a, a platform, like something that people can listen to, be to be enriched, educated, and inspired. And what kinds of topics do you talk about on your podcast? Um, I talk about m- m- my my life, like 
like the behind scenes of my business, Matthew Schwab speaks, the upfront. There's an episode that that was released about the upfront operations of the business, my my relationship life, like so far, the different aspects of my current living my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like like you're saying, it really is just this, like a behind the scenes look at Matthew Schwab, a man with Down syndrome, is what it yeah. feels like. Yeah. Yes. Which really is such a important insight for people. I on the lucky few, a big thing we believe in is everybody sharing their stories, and it doesn't always have to be like a big, huge success story. You know, it's not only just about Matthew Schwab gave a TEDx talk, right? There's other parts of your story that are important. It's all the parts of your story that are important. So I feel like this podcast that you've created is we get little snippets of the story of the life of Matthew Schwab as a person with Down syndrome. Does that feel accurate? Yes, it does. Good. I love it. Why do you think it's important to be a self-advocate, to be a person with Down syndrome advocating for Down syndrome? I think self-advocacy is a is an important trait to have when you have any kind of, of disability. But I think since our Down syndrome community is, is more and more popular than, than the others, it's more important that way because, because there's still resources out there for mm, our population. It's just there's a, a, more of a lack of reliable resources and like and most of, of the resources that are reliable currently more geared to, are more geared towards the, the younger kids like like the the, the teenager and and infants but with, with a with barely an emphasis on the on the adult end mm-hmm. of the spectrum Okay. So, and so as a person, as an adult with Down syndrome, you're advocating for more resources and understanding and knowledge about what is happening with adults with Down syndrome or or after the teenage years. Um, For for all ages, but primarily I want to change the, the lives of the adults with, with Down syndrome, because everyone that has Down syndrome in, in, in the country, people with Down syndrome are the only ones that are being underserved in, in, in the Down syndrome population. Gotcha. Because yeah. The un- unemployment rate, rate is unknowingly so high, and them st- staying at home because they have no no friends or or like and and only like like a handful of them are in post secondary education, mm-hmm. and that's. And, and that's not good. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing attention to that and advocating in that regard. I, again, with Macy being 14, we're nearing, we're like talking about transition into adulthood right now. And um, I have quite a few friends who are adults with Down syndrome or who have kids who are parents to people with adults with Down syndrome. And we've talked so much about how it is the services as soon as you graduate high school it's like this black hole, like there's this big void and it's, yes. you know, people with Down syndrome, their lives aren't over it 
when high school's done. Like they're just beginning. They have this whole life ahead of them. And exactly what you said, where are the, where are the resources for relationships and jobs and hobbies and doing something besides going to a group day class and coming home alone. And like, there's more, there's gotta be more to it. So I really appreciate that you're using platform. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And I, I also wanted to say that like, while there's a lack of professional opportunities for our population, but, but there's no lack of recreational and, and leisure activity for our population. I think we need to focus on more of the professional side because yeah. because while I mean, like 20% of the 80% are employed and 20% that are employed, most are underemployed either by wage-wise or schedule-wise where they're only working like, like six six hours a week and they're spending more, more time on the road to work than they are, are actually working yeah. or working the amount of hours they want to work but with very limited responsibilities. Yeah. And, and those are not not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. I'm going to um, ask you a question that's not on that we haven't talked about before, but why do you think that is? What's your opinion on why the workplace is the way that it is for people with Down syndrome? I think it's prejudice and, 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 and sometimes how competitive the work environment is because like, if it's like, you, you'll think that it would be easier for like, Local companies to hire someone with with a disability, but those that are like national brands like McDonald's, Chick Fil A, have a harder time because they're a, a national brand, and mm-hmm. and and is a, and their training is is one training fits all, and mm-hmm. it's not okay. catering to their needs. So I think it's both. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I agree. Um, there's a phrase, I don't know if you've heard it, nothing about us without us, which basically means that people with disabilities should be able to advocate for themselves. And we, those of us who don't, who are non-disabled, um, should listen to the disability community and allow them to lead in the space. Do you agree with this statement? I I do. I, I do believe that we deserve a spot and we deserve to be heard, I I believe we're we should not be an after the thought for our elected officials because now nowadays it's like they're so focused on the near population. So when when they turn their attention back to us, it's like, oh, we almost forgot about them. So I think I think what we should do is is change the minds of our political leaders to from being an afterthought to more of an equal thought with the neurotypical population. Yeah. That affects the neurotypical population can affect us as well. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, I think that this phrase, nothing about us without us. I know for, as a, when I was a new mom, I didn't think about it a lot in those terms. I felt like I need to advocate for my child. And it is so important and, and it changes the way that advocacy works when I 
follow the lead of those who I'm advocating for when I'm following the lead of people with down syndrome or, or anybody in any group that is, that needs advocating for, um, it's so important. I talk about being an ally and part of allyship is taking the lead of those who we're advocating for. So I think it's, I think it's critical to seeing it get done because when decisions are made for people with down syndrome without their input, then it's not going to be helpful. Right. Right. Um, okay. Matthew, I am so grateful for what you're doing. I think that your voice, I love that your business is called Matthew speaks because it is all about the things that you're saying and putting out into the world and the ways that it is changing the, it's changing the path for my kids, you know, for the kids that are coming after you. And I'm just really proud of you. I'm proud to know you and call you friend and to be doing this work alongside you and following your lead in it. So thanks for, thanks for all that you're doing for our Down syndrome community. You're, you're very welcome. I, I feel like my business is not just a business, it's a lifestyle for me. For, for me and and because of my my business died off during the when COVID hit yeah and hard it, it hit my business hard but, but I'm I'm picking up like like now I've I've spoken to a YouTube sensation Anthony Padilla on YouTube which is also on my website site alongside of my TEDx. And, and it's just great. I've spoken out of state in, in person before. Like, I, I, within this year, I, I went to Minnesota, New Hampshire, and, and Texas. And, and we're hopefully going to see more states doing the same thing because, because it's, I, I feel like that not only North Carolina needs that representation, I think the whole country needs it. Mm, absolutely. I agree with that completely. Um, I have one more question for you before we wrap things up, but where, what would you say? And again, this is a question we didn't prep you for, so you can pass if you want, but a lot of our listeners have younger kids. I think the majority of our listeners have kids probably under 10 for sure, maybe under five. What's something you would say to a parent a new parent to a child with Down syndrome. Be calm, be patient, use every resource to your advantage, and and, and fight the prejudice that that you have. Like like for you guys, it, the prejudice may be easier than it was like in 1997 and and earlier, but I know you will get. Get there, treat your child like a normal child. Treat them like a a, a student. Mm-hmm. Treat them like a valued member in society. Treat them like future employees. Treat them like the way they deserve to be treated. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Matthew, for saying that. Let our listeners know where can they find their pot your podcast and where can they follow along. Oh, you can find that either on that podcast cast on and 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 the other one tales of arcadia unlocking the universal secrets on spotify and anchor okay and do you have a website people can find more information about you yes that's matthew schwab speaks.com 
And then are you on social media? Yes, on Instagram and Facebook. And what's your handle? How can we find you there? My my Instagram handle is Matthew Schwab Speaks. All lowercase and no, no spaces. And for my Facebook handle, it's just Matthew Schwab. Very cool. And listeners, we will have in the show notes links to all of these things. Just scroll down on your phone or head to the website, theluckyfewpodcast.com for links to everything that we mentioned today. Uh, Matthew, I am so happy to have spent my morning with you. It's 930 here in California. So I'm so happy to get to have spent my morning with you. You made my day. You made my day. And I would love to have you back on if you'd be willing to visit the podcast again. Maybe I would wonder if you and your girlfriend would ever want to come on together. So think about that. Maybe we can do an episode with you. Maybe I can talk to her to see what her interest is. Okay. Find out and then get back to us and no pressure, no pressure at all. Um, all right. Okay. We, we have a segment in our podcast that we wrap up with called good news. And so we're going to take a little break and come back. I have some good news to share from a listener. We'll be right back. I don't know about you guys, but planning for the future has always been overwhelming for me. I am overwhelmed by the details of investments, savings accounts, and trusts. I spent a lot of moments afraid of a future that I often don't know how to plan for. And having a child with a disability can make all of those things feel so much bigger and more terrifying. That's why Enable Special Needs Planning exists. They provide families with simple solutions and a unique approach to special needs planning. When Chris and I met with our team at Enable, They talked to us about so much more than ACE's needs. They talked about our dreams as a couple and as a family. They worked with us around the savings we were creating for our other children. And they gave us the kind of expert advice we needed to feel secure and prepared. Enable wants to help you create a comprehensive plan for your entire family. Find out more at enablesnp.com. Time for good news, time for good news. Everybody, welcome to the good news. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we are back and we are back with some good news. Matthew, what good news do you have to share with our listeners today? The good news I have is that my business is, is, is growing. I'm I'm doing bottom finishing for o- over two years with my girlfriend, and and we love it. I I just love um, sharing the, the good news with, with about my life to anyone who wants to know. So those are are the, the good things in my life. I love that. Okay, I have some good news from a listener. This is from handle Hort, the number four CY, H-O-R-T, the number four CY. Our daughter, Cameron, who is 24, is returning to elementary school as a paraeducator in kindergarten. Six years ago, she graduated from the small school and then attended the University of Iowa REACH program for three years. She's been working at a daycare the past couple of years, but the schedule and hours were very irregular. She will be full-time during the school year. We are hoping for the best. Cameron's little brother, Colin, also has Down syndrome. He's excitedly starting seventh grade. 
I love this so much. Such good news. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Cameron, will you move to California and be my kid's paraeducator? How amazing would it be if our kids with Down syndrome had paraeducators who had Down syndrome? <laughs> it's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. Okay, Matthew, thank you so much for joining us today. You, We appreciate your time and your effort and everything that you're doing. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you to everyone for sharing your good news. We really appreciate it. If you have good news that you'd like to share, we'd love to hear it and celebrate along with you. Remember, good news can be something huge, something little, everything in between. If your kid took a bite of a new food today for the first time ever, that is good news. Did they slide down a slide today? That is good news. Um, did they survive open heart surgery? That's good news too. And anything in between friends, we are here for it to celebrate with you. You can head to the lucky few podcast.com and leave us an email. You can go to the lucky few pod on social media and leave us a direct message or a comment in one of our posts and let us know your good news. We love to hear from you. Um, all right, we're going to wrap up our episode now. Thank you again to Matthew Schwab for all that he is doing in the world. Don't forget to head over to theluckyviewpodcast.com for show notes from today. Thank you, Josh Davis, for editing this episode. Val Schleter for producing it and our intern, Ashley, for managing our social media. If you like the episode, I hope that you will share it with family and friends. This is a great one to share with educators and coworkers and employers. And if you own a business and you are an employee, follow Matthew Schwab and share all that he is doing with all everyone you are working with. Um, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast and you can check out luckyfewpodcast.com again for anything that we talked about today. I think I'm repeating that and make sure you're following on social media because we are a good time over there at the lucky few pod and listener, dear listener, raising a child with down syndrome or listener with down syndrome. We love you so much. You are slaying it. And we are always here cheering you on. Can't wait to be together for another episode next week until then slay on slay up.